It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to be getting to it in just a second. We've got throngs of comedians and I think two audience members, uh, and that's exciting. But you're listening live here, uh, getting all geared up for next week. Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, 5th Annual, starting this Sunday. Going to have 12 hours of comedy programming every day for you, Mutiny Radio listener. Good Good luck. Good for you. Good luck. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see if I survive the next week. It's a lot of programming that you can listen to on MutinyRadio.fm. We're going to come up next with a bunch of great comics on the Comedy Clubhouse. It's going to be a fun time, and you're going to love it. Enjoy some prints in the meantime. Right here we are at Mutiny Radio. It's Comedy Clubhouse. Before we get started with the real show, we have we have a real we have a real show. Uh, Nathan wants to Nathan wants to make a tape. So everybody, uh, be nice in the audience and listen and laugh and clap and do all that kind of stuff. And we're gonna. Do you want to press the little button, Nathan? Did you press the button? You did. Okay, here we go. All right, everybody, your next comedian. What an up-and-comer on the Mutiny Radio comedy scene, as well as all over San Francisco. Put your hands together right now for Nathan Lowe. How's it going? Mutiny Radio, give it up for yourselves for being here. Fantastic. Happy to be here with you guys, slinging some jokes. I'm clean today. I showered. Clap for that. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's a good thing. I have to now. I live with all girls. I live with three women. Anyone in here live with women? You know, that doesn't count if you are one. Any guys here live with girls? Anybody? No? You're missing out, dude. You don't even know what you're capable of smelling like, man. The amount of stuff that they have. I live with three of them, so just sheer products in the bathroom. It's like Willy Wonka at a factory just for smells. <laughs> I'm like Augustus Kloop in there just rubbing everything on my face going back and forth. You don't understand. They have smells for stuff I didn't even know you had smells for. Do you know what rose water is? I don't. That's what I smell like right now. It's incredible. My dick smells like an acai bowl. <laughs> it's a weird thing. All these products, girls, you do crazy, crazy stuff to stay beautiful. Have you ever gotten an acid peel? Yeah. Yeah, you know what that is? Anyone not know what an acid peel is? It's as terrifying as it sounds. Each word individually terrifying. Acid and peel as it relates to your skin. That's some seriously metal stuff that Chloe's doing on like a Tuesday. She's in there. Just say, Do you love me yet? Is this the layer that you wanted? <laughs> to get it with a sugar scrub, just coarse sugar rubbing off skin. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. In the name of love. <laughs> it's wild. Becky's doing it on a Tuesday. And then she's going to go home and watch a TV show about murder. Does anyone watch, do you watch the rape murder shows? Serial killer shows, you like those? 
Big fans of those in here, clap it up. Huh. I never got into it. I didn't know why women liked it so much. I asked one of my roommates, and she explained it to me in a way that kind of made me change my mind about it. She said, Nathan, women are not as strong as men, so we have to arm ourselves with information. <laughs> These bastions of security knowledge at my house. You know, I know that they're not that. I came home the other day. I locked my keys out of my apartment, which I never do. And I knew we had a hide a key, so I was like, I'm going to look for it. I looked down, and they decorated it. They decorated the hide a key. You know the little rocks with the false bottoms? I walked in. It's just a perfect little circle of sand dollars around it. Because <laughs> I assumed they didn't have enough to make an arrow. So I walk in, I'm like, guys, don't worry, I hid the hide key. And they said, why? I said to hide it from the murders. They're into some wild stuff. One of them's a hippie, like, yoga girl, really into the Zodiac. Is anyone here astrology people? Good, because this is not going to be for you. It's fake. It's like entry-level racism, I think. Everything I know about it's just California girls telling me why it's okay to hate a Scorpio. But I'm from Atlanta. I didn't know what it was, so I came here. I went to a party and a girl walked right up to me and she said, I'm a cancer. I'm like, what is that, like a six, seven month commitment? I could probably, <laughs> I could probably swing that. It's probably right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Trying to get back into shape. I got that tight little funeral number sitting in the back of my closet. <laughs> Been needing an excuse to trim down and get into it. I'm getting fat. I feel it coming. It's creeping around the sides. I know why I stopped dieting and exercising in October. Yeah, I know, but I'm still willing to blame that shit on my ex. It's beautiful. Every time I look at myself in the mirror, I'm just like, God damn it, Sharon! <laughs> All right, guys. This has been fun. Thank you so much. I'm going to give it back up to the room. Give it up for Pamela! Nathan Lowe, everybody. Yay! You got a good four-minute tape. Yay! Yay! Um, for the festival, we're actually doing that for comics. We're going to be having three different shows, uh, Sunday and Monday from 8 to 10, and Saturday from 4 to 6. It's a show called For the Tapes, and all the comedians will be audience for each other, but you could also be there if you wanted and buy a ticket. But we're going to be making tapes for all of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival participants so that... When they, you know, try out for things, they've got a great tape with the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival logo in the back. Yay. Uh, okay. Did, the, did those people come back or is it just us? It's just us. Okay, that takes a lot of pressure off me. Yay. Um, okay. Well, then, because I'm back here, um, I don't want to run around and do, do... It's okay. I don't want to do jokes yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't even thought about it, to be honest. Which is terrible. I have. I should have all this, all my new stuff. I should do all my new sobriety jokes. <laughs> uh, so boring. Uh, hey, so usually what we do at the clubhouse is I have people sort of mad dog each other and like like Rochambeau or something to figure out who's gonna go. It can't be Rachel because she's she's the girl. Well, there's two girls here actually. That's great. Women. Women. Yay. Look, I actually have a I have a representational I have a representational group today, which is unusual. Um Brian, you wanna you wanna He wants to wait. He wants to wait. Sam? Yeah. Who's who just said I'll go up? What? 
Oh, well, you guys aren't, you weren't booked on the show. You're here to hang out. Oh, she's going to go. Look, they mad dog each other. We shamed every, we shamed someone into going. Yay. Uh, hey, everybody, clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Rachel Pinson. All two of you in the room. If you're a feminist, make some noise. Hey, men. If you're a feminist, just shut up. Just shut up already. I like that collective all. That was good. That was good. I used to date a bunch of losers to try to disappoint my parents, but then I realized that I am a strong, independent disappointment to my parents, and I don't need a man to help me with that. I'm a feminist. I get talked over so much as a woman, I just started doing into a microphone, you know? But I do have a cool superpower. I know the next funny thing that a man's going to say, and all I have to do is say it just before he did, but a little bit quieter. It's okay if you don't get that. I'll have a man explain to you later. It'll be funnier. It'll be funnier. What's up? It's a hard life for women. It's hard to turn guys down for dates, especially if I have to turn down a white guy because, man, I... Don't want to be responsible for the next mass shooting. <laughs> That's putting a lot of pressure on me, man. Uh, I had to turn a guy down the other day, and he wasn't white. I don't want to sound prejudiced or anything, but he told me that he wanted to be a cop. I can't date somebody like that, man. I would never bring a snitch home to the dinner table, you know what I'm saying? I don't mean to sound like a cop blocker or anything, but as much as I like NWA, and I like NWA just as much as the next white lady on a microphone at Muni Radio on a Friday, but I'm tired of people telling me to fuck the police, man. <laughs> Do you know why? Because that's how you make more police. You fuck them and they multiply. I think we have enough. You know, I think, I think there's enough. I'm actually really into nerdy guys, but that's also really hard because I am an extrovert with tits. And I don't know if you know this, but that is nerd kryptonite, man. I can't get them to look at me or talk to me or come near me. But when they do talk to me, it's online. And they say really cute things, the cutest things like, hey, um, you spelled misogyny wrong, you dumb bitch. Like, ah, oh, you stole my heart. I have a resting helpful lady face. Do you guys know what that is? I know, I know you know what resting bitch face is, but I have a resting helpful lady face, and it sucks. Man, it's awful. Like, people put their trust in me even though they shouldn't. Strangers will come up to me and ask me for directions. I don't know where the fuck I'm going, you know? Like, I don't know. But I'll just make some up some random shit and make their night an adventure. Like, that's how often it happens. I can't sit alone on public transportation because I look like a kindergarten teacher and people will just sit down right next to me no matter what they smell like. And it sucks. Like maybe because I look like a teacher, they'll think I'll know what to do if an active shooter gets on the bus. I don't. But I think the worst case of helpful lady face I've ever had was when I was at a concert and a stranger just hands me their baby and says, will you take her? She's scared. 
scared. She's about to be more scared. You think I'm not going to sell your fucking baby, dude? Like, what is that worth? Like $10,000 or something? Like maybe 30000 if it's a blonde baby or something? I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but that is what my cousins would tell me um, to get me to shut up. It worked. <laughs> Being this approachable, I've had to come up with my own line of defense to get people to leave me alone, you know, and I don't like to be mean or violent. But I've decided that what I can do is just tap into, like, my inner crazy person. So when I get a hey girl, nice ass, I'm like, what? Are you saying you can actually see me? The curse is finally lifted. I'm free. And then when I get, like, a hey girl, what are you doing alone in, in the city? I'm like, alone, <laughs> alone, <laughs> alone, alone. I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm with all my friends. Can't you see them? We have Stalin, Mussolini, and Hitler. We're going to band practice. Do you want to come? No? Okay. When I'm in a really sketchy neighborhood, I just kind of like piss myself and walk around barefoot, maybe throwing one of these. <laughs> Nobody's going to sit next to me on that bus anymore, you know? But if I go through all those lines of defense and they still don't leave me alone, I figured it out. You want to know my secret? Do you want to know my secret to get men to leave me alone? All I have to do is let them get me pregnant. <laughs> and then they never talk to me again. <laughs> it's great. It works. It works every time. It worked. It worked that one time. Uh, body image, man. I struggle with it. Anyone else in here struggle with body image? A little bit? Yeah. Yeah, let's air our insecurities on this radio, you know? Why not? Why not? Like, I am not thin enough to be conventionally hot, no. But I'm not fat enough to be fetishized for exactly how fat I am. Like, I can't do BBW porn. Like, yeah, but I'm working on it, you know? <laughs> like, one cheeseburger at a time. Does anyone know anyone in the industry? No? Okay, cool. But I constantly get mistaken for being pregnant, you know? Does that ever happen to you, Billy? It does? Yeah, I know. It's super relatable. <laughs> but, you know, it's 2020. We're into body positivity now or some shit like that, you know? So instead of being, like, down on myself or negative or, like, dieting and exercising, I figure I can just use this to my advantage. Okay? So now when I see the bark coming, it's full of people. I just kind of, like, waddle on there with my hand on my belly button. I just look at my face like I'm holding in a fart. Like, maybe someone will notice. Ma'am, would you like to sit down? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Priority seating. <laughs> like, so kind of you. And then they'll start asking me questions like, hey, how far along are you? Yeah, just, like, two more stops. Two more stops and I'm home. He's like, no, like, like the belly. Like, how far? Oh, yeah, like 27 years or so. I don't know. I'm from the Midwest, you guys. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah, thanks for the response. That's exactly the lack of response I would give from where I'm from, for sure. Um, I'm actually from Ohio, and there's nothing west about it, but, like, nobody believes me when I say that I'm Middle Eastern. So I don't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was raised by, like, two lesbian parents in the Midwest, and over there people were like, whoa, two moms. That's weird. Was it rough? Like, dude, it wasn't weird until you asked me that question. Actually, no, it wasn't, you know. But now I live in the Bay Area. It's a different question. They're like, two moms. Oh, in the Midwest, that's weird. Was it rough? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. We didn't even have a lake or shit. We didn't have an ocean. We just had a lake. You can set on fire, you know. Like, 
that's weird. People were like, oh, are you going to be gay? Like, are you going to turn out gay because your parents are gay? I'm like, no, I don't think that's how it works. But how many licks does it take before your college experiment turns gay? Does anyone know? <laughs> anyone know? Okay, I'm running an independent college study on this. We'll get down to the bottom of it. Have you guys heard about the war on drugs? Yeah? I've lost a few good men to the war on drugs. Like George, Andrew, a couple of Benjamins, a whole Jackson 5 once. That was, that was rough. In my hometown, the, uh, the opiate crisis was so bad, man. Like, how bad was it? It was so bad that, do you guys know the show Intervention? where they like follow a drug addict around, they're like, you're, you're ruining your life and you're ruining everyone's life and we're gonna get you help and they send to rehab. They came to my hometown, man. And I was looking around and I'm like, dude, everybody's fucked. They're, they're gonna have to do the whole town. And they did. <laughs> they did the whole town and they called it hillbilly heroin and they didn't do an intervention. They didn't do one single intervention. They just looked around, they're like, we're f this is fucked. This is fucked America, we're out. And that's what I did. And that's why I'm here, you know. But we all, like, came together watching it as a family because we're, like, we're bound to know somebody, you know. It showed a dilapidated building in my sister's backyard. Her dog was in it. My nieces get so excited. They're, like, Rufus is famous. Oh, my God. I'm, like, damn, what a shitty thing to be famous for. But what an even shittier way to find out that your sister's dog's been on drugs, man. <laughs> like, let's get Rufus some help. I grew up super white trash, man. I didn't know until other people pointed it out. But I have this Asian boyfriend. I think he fetishizes me for being white trash. Because one time he was like, can you say something to me, but like in a country accent? I'm like, all right, I'll try. I'm 13 years old. Don't tell me how to raise my baby. <laughs> Mama didn't pay the water bill, but that's okay, because we got Mountain Dew on our grub stuff, you know. I want you to kiss me wildly and passionately like my cousin when he wants one of my oxies, you know, because I'm a romantic. <laughs> I do notice, like, people in California are really sensitive when it comes to language. Like, I can't use the R word anymore. Anytime I call somebody a Republican, they get so mad. They get <laughs> but I get it. It's because they put a retard in the White House. All right, thanks. And yay, yay, and then yay. I know, I know what I want to do now, so <laughs> I can go up if no one else wants to go up. It's weird. Oh, are you going to? No, 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 it's okay. Are you going to go to skateboard hockey? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> skateboard hockey. Skateboard hockey is a game that you play on skateboards, and you play hockey. with oh, a, really? But the puck is a Sapporo can. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, I'm gonna tell jokes now. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna run around. I can barely walk in these shoes. <laughs> They're insane. Girls have to do this all the time. Isn't that weird? These things, I they're I got called a smoke show yesterday, and I thought that was a bad thing, but then I found out it was a good thing, and I realized I'm old. <laughs> 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 it's, 
<laughs> I smoke. I was like, is it because I have weed on me all the time? No, I smoke. I smoke so much pot. I love pot very much. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want, actually? Let's give the let's give the audience members. Let them split a split an edible. Throw them a Sam. There's a bag there. Just throw them a bag. It's um. I make this. I make this pot bread here to the our audience members. It's, you might want to split it. It's like 40 milligrams for the whole thing. That's. That's how I pay my comedians is in, is in weed. Yeah, under your chair, you'll find weed. It's Mutiny Radio. It's crazy. Actually, that's a really good idea. I'm going to tape some joints to the bottom of the seats. No, seriously. So for the festival, 100%, absolutely during the festival, I'm going to be like, look under your chair. There might be a joint. Yeah. I'm totally going to. That's a great idea. Thank you. Well, I, I smoke so much weed. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I want to use my body the way God intended uh, not to have a baby, uh, but just to lactate. Um, because the THC, you know, a lot of women, when they have babies or whatever, they'll pump and dump. And I say, no, use that. Use that to make cheese to save the vegans, right? It's 100% consent-based milk. <laughs> it's, it's use that milk. It, it, real cheese, it actually melts. That's important. But if, if I lactated, my breast milk would have so much weed, it'd have so much THC. If I turned it into cheese, it'd be TH cheese. <laughs> and then the question becomes, can I get high off my own supply? Is that, like, is that weed singularity? Have I reached it? It's, I, it, it, I think a lot about um, trying to win the motherfucking science fair because I went to a Christian school and there wasn't any science there, so I never really got the opportunity to win anything. Um, but I I've been thinking about science fair ideas, and I want to just kidnap a fifth grader for a couple weeks and win and feel like a winner, right? So, um, you know, one of my ideas, it's very local to San Francisco. I ride the bus a lot, and I want to take a child and some Q-tips and litmus paper and find out what that liquid is on the 22. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you get chlamydia from the nine? <laughs> <laughs> Chlamydia is not a flower, <laughs> by the way. It's like, but I want to find out, like, like is what is that on the seat? And I need a small child. We, it'll be so fun at the science fair. And it'll be like, yes, <laughs> yes, you can get coronavirus. <laughs> Take, no, that's the other. Okay, this is all this. <laughs> all the people with masks. These people are fucking idiots. You put a mask on your face, you're just spitting on yourself. Like when you're breathing, there's little bits of your own spit and water that are coming out of you. It's like coming out of you, and you're trapping it near you. You're trapping all of the infection and making it more. And like at the degrees and the hot breath. These fucking freaks. What are they doing? <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm gonna make an incubator in my face <laughs> of like of wet shit and cotton, and we'll see if the coronavirus can get through. That. <laughs> just gonna smoke more cigarettes. That was the exciting thing. Remember when the fires happened and everyone's like, <coughs> I can't breathe. I was like, I've been training for this for years. <laughs> this is easy. I'm smoking in the smoke. People are like, What are you doing? I'm like, Fucking, there we go. I'm trained. So, <laughs> so uh, the bus. Okay, so this is another idea I have for the science fair project. Now, uh, I drink, I, I didn't drink this month, but I drink, a I like drinking, okay? So um, I throw up in the mornings so sometimes, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, so my science fair idea is if I get an eight ounce glass of 38 degree water and I slam it and then I vomit it 22 minutes later into a cup and the child takes the temperature, how many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? 
it's a real chemistry question. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, sometimes 21 minutes, how many, what's the, I mean, we'll have a little graph. It'll be exciting. I think, I think we can win. Maybe inappropriate for a child. Okay, here's the other idea. This is more like paleontologizable. <laughs> Just make up words. It'll be fine. Uh, okay, so everybody imagine the T-Rex. Everybody think about the T-Rex bones in your head right now. Okay, think of the T-Rex bones. Everybody sees T-Rex bones, right? So he's got, you know, big beefy legs, and he's all like hunched over, and he's got that weird hip cap, and he's got his ribs, but he doesn't have a breastbone. He has no breastbone, right? And then he has these, he has these little faggy arms up front, and he got big beefy legs. Okay, what if you take that hip cap and you flip it around and make it a breastbone, and then those big beefy legs are big beefy wings? <laughs> the T-Rex was a dragon. No? Why would we have all this dragon mythology? Why St. George and the dragon? Why the Chinese and the dragon? The fucking thing and they dance around and the dragons, dragons, dragons. Why? Why? Where did they come from? They were T-Rexes. It was the hubris of man that made them walk on two legs. They were around the 33rd parallel, so their bones were just scattered, but they're like, yeah, the biggest, coolest dinosaur. Of course he walked on two legs. Let's make that work. Take those little arms, you make them back, and then they're like little, they're little bird legs. All little birds have little legs, right? <laughs> Am I not going to win the science fair? I smoke weed, and I think I'm the smartest person alive. Well, the problem is, I'm like, sometimes when I smoke weed, I'm like, oh my God, if I didn't smoke weed, I would be so smart, it would be a problem. No one would want to hang out with me. They're like, <laughs> you know when they say, oh, weed makes you dumb. I'm like, no, it makes me the smartest person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was my other science fair idea? No. There was another one. Sorry, this is, I am really, really high. That was really unprofessional. I was on a roll and I broke my own rhythm because I am, oof. Oh, I'll talk about God. Um, <laughs> have you, did, was, anybody, was anybody raised super, super Christian? Anybody? Yeah. Okay. So did you ever go Bible delving, Nathan? Did you do Bible delving? Did you ever do Bible that? dumping? Delving, Bible delving. What do you mean? Okay, so you go into the wilderness, you go into you go into the you go into the forest, you know, where like Jesus does all his magic, and then you sit down and you take your Bible and you, you pray, you pray to Jesus. You say, Jesus, show me what you need me to know. Show me what you need me to see. And then you open up the Bible randomly and run your finger down and open your eyes. Uh, and mine were always about sodomy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I couldn't get out of Leviticus. I was like, what's going on? Uh, my favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> it's pretty clear I love to be stoned. <laughs> also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama. He's a sexy, sexy man. Say whatever you want about Barack. You know, you can blame him for global warming or porcupines or your smelly dick or whatever. You cannot blame that bitch for being sexy. Good looking, good looking dude. Uh, I'm a, I don't like to uh, talk about what's happening right now because it's too scary, but uh, I will uh, make fun of his, his wife, uh, Melania Melania. What's her name? Melania? Melania. What's her name? Does anybody know her name? Melania. Melania. Yeah, I don't know her name because she never speaks. Like, what's your name? Say it out loud. Are you? <laughs> I hear she speaks four languages. Pick one, talk, say anything, <laughs> anything. No one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. You are so pretty. <laughs> she's so pretty when she frowns. Like she's like, oh, oh I'm still a model. <laughs> <She's> 
<laughs> I just wanted to say something like, show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you okay? Blink twice if you're okay, Melania. Yeah. She's from Slovenia or Slovakia. Do you know which Slovenia is? Yeah. They, both those countries border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. <laughs> she's <laughs> somebody <laughs> let the woman eat. <laughs> it's poor, I, right? I like she has to. I didn't know what she was gonna say as a first lady, and she still hasn't said anything. But I was hoping that she would pick up the mantle that Michelle left behind. You know, like she changed school lunches and hated fat kids or whatever, and like made them work out, and like you know, she changed the world. And I thought that Melania would jump on her coattails and. Um, that she would champion bulimia, you know, because she hates fat kids too. So, but it's so good for the economy because it makes kids four times the consumer. Uh. <laughs> it's in four times the food. And then she gets to be known uh, as an environmentalist because she's going to teach the kids to vomit into the composting. Huh. Regurgitate, reuse, recycle. <laughs> that amazing acidic compost is going to be miraculous on the wine vines in Napa, the 2020 Pinot. <laughs> it's be great. I don't know if you guys heard about this. This is crazy. This happened in Walnut Creek. There's a new gang of kids. Yeah, right? They're Christians. And they got in trouble for drinking wine in the bathroom. They're called the Bloods of Christ. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, that's enough for me, but uh, let's sing the song. Clap for me. Yay! We forgot to sing the song at the beginning, so we'll sing the little song, and then we'll keep going with more comedians. Yeah. Okay. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. You can, everyone, we can smoke inside if you want. I don't care. Pot, not no cigarettes. M U T I N Y comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? <gasps> You're already here. You're stuck. <laughs> okay, sorry. That was that was aggressive. <laughs> that was aggressive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gave you pot bread. Weed is all the energy I need. This is what it does. I'm like, I don't I swear I don't do any other thing. <gasps> I've been sober for 28 days. It's insane. I know. It, it's it's weird. Whew. Uh, the only thing that sucks about sobriety is I actually remember everything. <laughs> I am, I'm fe I have to actually feel my feelings. It's gross and awful, and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> uh, who's up next? You guys want it? Do you want a Mad Dog? Do you want to? Do you want to? You want a Rocham? You want a Rocham for it? Sure. Here we go. Do you know Rochambeau? Here we go. Do you? Okay, they're you know, they're gonna not carry each other up to the stage. Yeah, do you want you? There's two. There's two microphones. You can both do your sets at the same time. This seems like an apt segue to talk about the op open mic slash show at Wazima the third Monday of the month called Talking Shit, where there are two microphones and we do invite comedians up to talk shit at each other on stage. So that was an apt. The next one's gonna be on 316. Did you decide? All right, but you, you guys, I'm really excited. He's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival next week. He's a musician. He's a comedian. He's amazing. Everybody, put your, and he's a podcaster. He's a, of what would, what, what were they thinking? Everybody, Brian Crow, yay! Yeah. Thanks. You guys ever see the movie 28 Days Later? It's kind of like what Pamela's going through right now. <laughs> uh, 
So thanks for coming out. Thanks for uh, risking uh, being exposed to the coronavirus. Very, uh, very courageous of you. No, it's not. Fucking nothing's going to happen. There was a supposedly an outbreak of it up in, uh, up in Oregon. Yeah, maybe they might be in trouble. They're all fucking vegans. They have no immune system. I'm not worried. So uh, I saw a homeless guy on the way here tonight because the system works. And he had a sign that said, I am homeless and I will work for food. And I got four starving kids and my wife left me. And I'm a vet with bad teeth. And I was exposed to chemical weapons. So now I've got cancer. Please help. Thank you. Now, I care. I'm empathetic. I am a giver. So I shot him. Checking the moral compass of the room. Fucking San Francisco is a weird place where I was noticing this last night. So how do we treat the homeless around here? You go down onto Market Street. You go down onto Mission Street. You go near lots of just huge enclaves of the homeless, all sitting under buildings with a sign that says, We work. <laughs> I think you're probably going, Who's we, dude? <laughs> so uh, my name is Brian Crow, and for those of you with dyslexia, that's crying bro also known by my Native American Tinder name, Swipes to the Left. Uh, I am originally from, uh, from San Francisco. This Bay Area is my home. It's good to be back. I do spend a lot of time down in Los Angeles. And uh, I, you know, I don't, I, don't under I don't fucking understand what the big fight is between these two cities. I don't get it at all. All right, I think about it. It's the two best parts of the state, right? What the fuck are we fighting about? What we really need to do is we need to come together Lock arms and take out Stockton. <laughs> Fuck Stockton. Fresno and Bakersfield, we're coming for you next. Fucking California is great. I love fucking. I love California. Been all over the country, but I I do love California. But I hate the fucking bike riders. <laughs> hate them. Fucking pricks pedaling down the middle of the street, fucking up traffic, talking about share the lane, share the lane. I'll share the lane. You can pedal the fucking speed limit. <laughs> Uphill. <laughs> so I got a bike. Let's see just exactly how far my, uh, my hypocrisy would take me. Pedaling around, I got to tell you something. We got to learn how to share the lane. People drive like dicks. <laughs> that should be the slogan. Don't drive like a dick and don't pedal like a prick. I like to, I like to ride my bike around with the headlights on like the, the flashing mode and pedal around hospital parking lots waiting to meet my first epileptic. Oh uh, yeah, so was, uh, I was raised in Marin County, the uh, the birthplace of white privilege. <laughs> fucking weird, it's fucking true, man. I live in a nice neighborhood up there. I have those signs that say "Drive like your children play here," so you know, drunk. <laughs> everything up there is like all the restaurants you go to. Everything is all about. It's got to be farm to table. Everything's got to be farm to table. You guys been to farm lately? You know what they have a lot of at farms? Dirt and shit. <laughs> Two things I don't want anywhere near my table. <laughs> so, 
it's true, like that, that's like farm to table is like the culinary version of ass to mouth. <laughs> so Rachel is talking about uh, being asked questions by weird men in the city. So look, uh, next time a man asks you what you're doing alone in the city, wait to meet my next victim. By the way, your skin looks great. I can't wait to wear it. <laughs> They'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you hang out? Yeah, <laughs> shit. That's a fucking Marin County. I was uh, I was uh, looking through my fucking yearbook and just like trying to think of like what happened. You guys remember the kids you went to school with who like were just like always up in your shit, right? They always like they knew better than you. These are like the kids that end up being like the the crossing guards and the 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 you know the the hall monitors. Those fucking pricks. I wonder what happened to them. And then I went onto the website, nextdoor.com, found them. <laughs> Fucking Marin County. I was raised by hippies. I was raised by hippies under the idea of free love. Love's free. I've been divorced twice. That shit is fucking expensive. I'm actually going to write a book about my nuptials. It's going to be called Divorce. Why didn't you fuck me like that when we were married? Welcome. Welcome. Come inside. There's drugs available. Please pay your money. <laughs> no more. Pay more. What do you got? <laughs> Please have a seat wherever you like. Children, welcome to... Welcome to being saved. Thank you so much for bringing your, your skateboard and your souls here. It's a pleasure to have you, brethren. I have no fucking idea why I'm doing this right now. Hello. All right. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I was actually, I was really the romantic one in my marriages. You can fucking believe that shit. My, uh, but uh, my ex used to get really fucking pissed off at me. I would, I would buy her flowers all the time. She'd get so angry. There's the pollen allergies. All right. <laughs> My first ex died. Thank you. She died instantly. That's what the coroner told me. She died instantly. And it was it was horrible because I thought, you know, is is there something I I could have done if I just been there to make it last longer? So uh, I'm back. Uh, I'm back on the dating scene. Stalking. Just kind of fun, but it's it's weird. Like you know, dating now in the, in the wake of the Me Too movement, right? I was at a bar, asked a lady to buy her a drink. I had to get her a consensual sex on the beach. Asked another lady to get her a drink. She said, "Get me a martini, dirty, porn star, dirty." So I. Tossed it on her stomach. <laughs> Seeing this other chick, she was like really into into cosplay sex. You guys familiar with cosplay sex? 
And, you know, you fucking like dress up like your favorite movie character. And I'm like banging out. I was like, fuck, she told me that. I was like, I was amped. I was like, I'm like, oh, maybe she's she's in the Avengers and she'll dress up like Wonder Woman or something. Or she'll be into or, you know, dress up like Black Widow. She'll be into Wonder Woman. And her favorite movie was The Deer Hunter. <laughs> me too. That that was later. <laughs> I had to break up with her, though. I had to fucking break up. You okay? I was legitimately. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I had to break up with that chick, though, because every time we had sex, afterwards, all she ever wanted to do was spoon, tie off, and shoot up. <laughs> Messing around with the dating apps, as you do. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but a year ago, a year ago, a German company bought out eHarmony. They wanted J-Date, but, you know. Apparently, negotiations broke down in what the Wall Street Journal <laughs> referred to as a profoundly hostile takeover. We <laughs> oh. celebrated Valentine's Day recently. Did you guys have a good Valentine's Day? Yeah, I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. Thanks for reminding us nothing happened. I started my Valentine's Day like I do every year, reading from my favorite dating book, The Chloroform Diaries. <laughs> So I'm going to close on this little ditty, this little chunk of ideas. So um, I grew up here playing music, uh, and I know that will come as a shock and surprise to everybody. Um, I started going to concerts when I was really, like, way fucking young. I saw Def Leppard when they had ten arms. <laughs> I was playing in bands, like, back in the day, like, with the big hair and the makeup. I used to pride myself on being the best-looking chick in the club. I tell you, like, I don't want to, like, piss on any millennials' idea that they broke down things about, you know, uh, being non-binary or, you know, blending things with gender. Look, me and all my friends, we were very, very androgynous, okay? I mean, we looked like chicks. We were men about it, but we did. Um, the kind of harassment we used to take was fucking unreasonable, but it was different depending on the time of day, right? I had hair down to my ass. When the sun was up, be like, cut your hair, you hippie. Hair and makeup, nighttime. Cut your hair, you faggot. You hip, you, you And you could wash, they get, the, their facial is, they got washed over with, like, confused about how they were going to hate me. <laughs> you know, it's like, could you just figure out what part about me you find most threatening to your masculinity and just zero in on that? So I've been jumped. I've been punched. I actually was involved in a high-speed car chase through the fucking city. Again, it was fucking... And I'll tell you, though, we dealt with it differently. We didn't, uh, we didn't protest. We didn't pass laws. We didn't start a movement. Me and my friends, we just fucked their girlfriends. <laughs> well. Put a little love in the hate crime. <laughs> I love being in the hate crime. I'm Brian Crow. Thank you. Good night. Yay! Clap your hands together for Brian Crow, everyone. Yay! Yay! And then yay, Brian Crow, yay. It's weird, it's like I'm ghost hosting. I'm the ghost host with the most from the back. Hi, how are you doing? It's a, it's a, it's a live podcast as well. Uh, hey, we've got special guests. Thanks uh, to Mike Evans Jr. of Old Soul Radio on Sundays from eight to 10. He's a wonderful person and it's a wonderful show and he's brought us some wonderful guests. So put your hands together everybody for Milk Mandela. Uh -oh. 
black music dancing and shit, my bad. So that's why I couldn't really get jiggy with it. But uh, I want to give a shout out to my boy Mike for bringing me here. This is really my first time. Kind of nervous. I went to school for like four years for acting and shit. I did a whole lot of improv. I've been in the movies. But like, I just wanted to try to venture into this. So, but, uh, so my baby, my baby came with me. It's my rock, my soul. Uh, yeah. I was just thinking, I, I just wanted to get it cracking. I was just thinking to somebody, I just wanted to ask y'all something. Like, I just had just something in my head. Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even a joke. It's just like, if you were downtown in a tenderloin, tenderloin, however you want to pronounce it, area. Um, okay, sorry. Okay. And basically, a rich guy's just hanging out. He's just like, hey, how about you lick that bum's arm? I'll give you a, fi- uh, a million dollars. Just lick all in his armpit, a million dollars. How many of you guys would do it? I mean, I mean, what, what, like, what could you buy with it here? Like, really, honestly, <laughs> like a fucking parking lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just like certain things I wouldn't do. You know what I mean? Just like certain guys. Like, see, he's cool. You know, he got like that old soul. You know, he has no stash. You know, some guys only like certain white cats can rock it. But a black guy with no mustache, I don't trust him. It's just weird. I don't know why. I don't know why. He's either a cop. He's he's. It's, it, I don't know. It's just weird. You, you, if, you, if you're black, you just, I don't know. You know, and then black police, too, is just like, they're the loneliest people in the world, I think. I don't know why. Because it's like, they're not wide enough to be like the boys in blue. And then it's like, you know, we're not fucking with them in the black community at all. You know what I mean? That's out. It's just like, I don't know. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? And then, like, just just growing up here, it's just like, it's always been like, kind of like stereotypical, like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, he might be a gangster or whatever. Like, so I don't really like go with the like the have people like stereotype people or whatever, you know what I mean? But like the other day I was in a uh, coffee shop and this white lady, she was just like she had like a, you know, like those like jitters, like oh like snob it was like a snob off and I kinda like acted nervous and I kinda like acted I was like I was scared of her reaction and I was like, oh, oh kinda scared too and she just kinda like she kinda like got a little comfortable with it. She was like, Oh hey uh she kind of started loosening up, so I kind of tried to use like the reverse psychology, and it actually worked. And uh, I don't know; I usually always get into that, but uh, I don't. I don't know. But uh, basically, um, relationships. You know what I mean? Like, how many of you guys are, have been in a relationship before? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, like, relationships is 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 you gotta love the person, you gotta deal with their bullshit, and you know everything that comes with it, even though. It's like it's supposed to be 50-50, but really it's like 40-60. You know, it's like her say so kind of just like, oh, oh, oh yeah, babe, okay, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, babe, whatever, yeah, oh, yeah, babe, oh yeah, whatever you say, oh, red, oh, okay. And then she, and then the cold thing is, she asks you your opinion. What do you think? What do you, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. Uh, blue. Uh, I don't think blue. Maybe pink. Huh? Uh, okay, pink. And it's just like. She like you don't really run shit in your relationship and it's shitty and it's just like you have to listen to that one conversation about the person she hates at work the most and she's just like fucking Gary Gary all he does is talk about the hair on his fucking toes Gary Gary and then at the like the, the end of the day like when you fucking finally meet Gary you just built up all his hate for Gary like fuck Gary like you go to that Christmas party and you just like Harry toe motherfucker like Gary. Oh, oh, yeah, Gary, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. And then, uh, honestly, like, you just got to deal with it and bear with it. And uh, 
then you know, like, if you love that person, you know, you should stay with that person. So I, I just wanted to give a shout out to my baby again. I finally met my soulmate. Because I was a dirtbag, you know. Everyone was a dirtbag before, you know, where they pretty much didn't care about other people's feelings. But honestly, like, in, in relationships, guys are usually always horny. Ladies, I just want you to know that. So when you guys, you know, get the urge or whatever, when we give you a break to kind of like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe I want some or whatever. But it's just like, I don't know. That's why I feel like we're just like the jackrabbits. We're assholes. We're dirtbags. We're hornballs. Okay, guys, stay strong, you know. As, you know, just try to bear with it, you know, but it's just like it's hard starting over and getting like new relationships. You find somebody that's your friend, you're like you know stuff about them. Like when I first met her, you know, she was just like peaceful, you know, she's just eating carrots. Like, yeah, hey, you know, I didn't really know much about her. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm trying to act open doors, you know. Then soon as you know, she got comfortable, spent a few nights over, and she just let out her gut, <laughs> lit up a cigarette all in one action. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Like, you know what I mean? She got super comfortable, you know, and that's cool. You know what I mean? And um, me and her just actually, our birthday was just on Saturday, and we went to uh, to um, Vegas or whatnot, and um, it was like a bunch, you know, Vegas, bunch of bathrooms everywhere. So I'm pissing or whatever, and it's open stalls everywhere. Don't you hate it when that one guy just walks up on you and you just like, I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> Peeping Tom, what the fuck? It's open stalls everywhere. You just pick this stall to check out my dick. I don't know. I, it's just weird to me. I don't know. I feel like an open stall is just like I couldn't just walk my dick over to the next stall. I was already going. So it was weird. You know what I mean? It's like if they didn't have any shit stalls, it's just like if somebody just comes just like shits right next to you, just like, it's just like, dude, like go to the end or the other side. Like, all right, that's my time, y'all. Thank you. Thanks for, that was a great first set. That was amazing. Hey, uh, you, everyone should be super excited. Your next comedian, he runs F-Bomb Comedy. It's an amazing show that happens once a month. They take the really cool old trolley and then they put beer on it and comedians and then they drive, they go ding, ding, and it's really, really fun. And he's amazing. They do, they ring the bell and people, it's like, it's such an amazing show to be a part of and to see and um, put your hands together, everybody, for Marty Cunney. Thanks, Pam. We're actually trying a new train in the next one. It's the New Orleans train, which, of course, means it's going to flood. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. Love it. Mutiny. Fucking Friday Night Mutiny. We're getting after it. This is a good-looking little crowd. How we doing, guys? We feeling good? All right. I'm feeling good because I've got a girlfriend. We're not the only one with love in the building here. Okay, yes. I, uh, I've got a girlfriend. She's great. You can tell my relationship's going well because I've also got a mustache. She has, yeah. This is, the, for a white guy, I guess, the rules are different for black guys. But for a white guy, the mustache is the greatest sign of commitment that a man can give a woman, right? Because it says, babe, I might go with the fellas. I might have a good time. But don't worry. No one's going to try and fuck me, right? That's <laughs> Girls see this mustache. They know that this guy... Probably mostly meets girls by buying underage kids alcohol, you know, but that's <laughs> that's not who I am. It's like, no, officer, these white claws are for me, okay? <laughs> there are still laws when you're drinking claws, guys, just uh, mostly the statutory ones. Got to be careful with that. Well, the mustache works for me, too, because what does it say to the guys? It says, fellas, 
Offer me drugs. I'll do them. Okay. I'm not even going to ask what they are. This is the highway to the danger zone. Okay. <laughs> I got three holes. Pick one. Let's party. All right. <laughs> it's good. My girlfriend hates the mustache, though. I didn't say she likes it, but I just, it, it's like my promise ring to her, right? But it's just it just gets us the wrong kind of attention. Like, uh, the other night, like, we, you know, we're kind of walking home. I was kind of drunk. I go down to tie my shoe, and then she's a you know, few steps ahead of me, and I, like, start walking behind, like, so, like it's kind of, like, acting, like, kind of funny, like, oh, yeah, I'm creeping up behind her, and then a car pulls up next to her, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I got some creep kind of get up on my girlfriend right now. And then I realized that he was asking her if I was bothering her. And I was like, oh, no, I'm the predator. Shit. The hunter became the hunted or anyways. Uh, <laughs> and if I can't and I can't do the reverse, right, I can't just like walk up and grab her because then it looks like I already won. You know, that's <laughs> that's no good. No, that's funny. You were talking about mustaches because you're really going that. Michael Jordan Haynes commercial 96 mustache, a.k.a. a.k.a. the Hitler mustache. Did you purposely shave it down like that or is it growing like that? You shave it down to a Hitler mustache. The the balls on you, man. Holy shit. I could. I mean, I just remember the, I mean, I was only eight, but I still remember everybody, everybody's, like, imagine if the internet was around back when Michael Jordan came out with that fucking commercial. It just hot off that Space Jam money. Like, he was on top of the fucking world. He just came back to the NBA after fucking fucking up baseball and <laughs> came back to Space Jam and it's like, no one could touch me. I'm going to grow out a Hitler mustache. Like... <laughs> Only Michael Jordan's like, you know what? I can dunk from the free throw line. People will probably be okay with this, you know? <laughs> like, what the fuck, Michael? <laughs> that shit was wild. Does everyone uh, know why Hitler had that mustache? Does everyone know the story behind it? It's a little bit. So it's a, it's a historical thing because he was a World War I soldier, right? And he, uh, ev it was a pretty common soldier's mustache because uh, the gas mask that they used in World War One would wouldn't fit if you had facial hair except for that little strip right there. So actually a lot of like they call you know the toothbrush mustache back then. Uh but they they called it that. So if you want a good definition of irony is that that mustache is ruined by a guy who didn't want to get gassed. So <laughs> that's irony, Alanis. Okay. Okay, what else do I got, guys? Uh I do love my girlfriend. I'm, she's helping me uh, mature, right? I feel like I'm, some people say they age like a fine wine. I'm aging a little more like a cheap wine. Because uh, I used to come in a bag, but now that my girlfriend's on birth control, I come in a box. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Um, what else do I got, guys? Uh, let's see. Is this a woke crowd? Are we woke in this room? Is this woke people? Yeah, all right. Sure, all right. Does everyone here know what woke means? Sometimes I have to clarify. Is everyone? It's is it? It is. Yeah, but you know, white people have it now. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> we did it again. Uh, because <laughs> we bastardized it. Because I have to explain to I have to explain to people. Like sometimes it shows what it means when I start talking about it. 
And I'm like, well, woke just like, you know, now it just really just means like you're progressive, you're liberal. But it also means you don't shut the fuck up about it. That's what being woke means now. Right. It's like social veganism. It doesn't count if you're not telling everybody. Right. So. Uh, and it's important to be woke in San Francisco. Right. This is like where this is like the home of woke. Right. This is where woke started. San Francisco so woke. We invented the all gender bathroom like this. It started here. Right. Right. We just call it Bart. But still, you know, it's uh, <laughs> everyone's welcome. You know, it's <laughs> you don't even have to pay. It's crazy. It just. Don't eat a sandwich. That's the only rule they have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people don't want to hear about woke from this, you know, like uh, the, the people don't want to hear about woke from a guy who looks like he has a lot of opinions about border security, you know, like that's <laughs> <laughs> it's like the wall's not enough. No, but it's like <laughs> don't want to hear about woke from a guy who looks like he teaches uh, a uh, a substitute teacher who teaches a class on racism, you know, like <laughs> not like the history of racism, but like how to do racism. Right? That's <laughs> they don't want to hear about it from that guy. I thought I was woke, but then I like realized that all my podcasts that I listen to are sponsored by dick pills and betting sites. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I got some work to do, <laughs> you know. Joe Rogan led me astray, but I um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to like get my woke cred back, and so I. Uh, I saw an opportunity. I was at a costume party a few weeks back, and I uh, I saw something. I had to say something, right? I saw this really cute black chick wearing, like, a sexy cop outfit. She was getting wild. She tried to fit the whiskey, punch another black guy in the face, and call him the N-word. I was like, whoa, miss, I'm Irish. That's our thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> My culture's not a costume, honey, okay? It's... 2020, I'm not staying for cultural appropriation, not in my city. And she was like, holy shit, you are so woke. Do you want to get out of here sometime? And I was like, that's how I met my girlfriend, guys. So, uh, hey, surprise, my girlfriend's black, but you didn't see that one coming. All right? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to say to the guys in the room, being woke will get you laid. Okay? That's... You got to be progressive in the streets to progress to those sheets, baby. That's right. Ladies, if he's woke, let him poke. 2020, let's start this decade off right. <laughs> on the topic, I was um, I was watching uh, women's gymnastics on TV the other day. Uh, please don't ask why. Um, <laughs> pants were on, I guess if that, if that helps. But I was watching women's gymnastics. I know something weird is that uh, women's gymnastics, when women do their floor routine they're wearing like a sparkly outfit there's like music playing in the background and they have to like dance in between their moves which is crazy because i respect the hell out of gymnasts like that is like the, one of the hardest things to do and then we just turn them into like really good strippers like they have to like have a tina turner song playing while they like put a smile on their face and do backflips and i'm just like and then i was like okay so what what happens when the men do it? Are they like listening to like Limp Biscuit and like headbanging when they're like doing? <laughs> and then I watch and they're just they just do a regular floor routine. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is the weirdest thing. And I don't think that like necessarily we need to get rid of, you know, that I think that just guys should have to do it, too. Right. Like that's and not just not just gymnastics. I think it should be in every sport, right? I think it should be across the board. Like, thank God the NFL brought back the touchdown dance, but it's currently still optional, okay? I think the touchdown dance should be mandatory. I think sh 
instead of extra points, we just want to see you bust out that cha-cha slide, right? Like, it's like, oh, Julio Jones with the reception. Touchdown, amazing. Now let's see if those cheeks can clap. It's like, <laughs> oh, and he's doing it. Look at him go. Like, <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'd, I mean, tune me in, man. I don't care if they have CTE. Let's see this shit, right? <laughs> About, uh, or like baseball, you watch like uh, Madison Baumgartner just rifle a 100 miles per hour fastball down the middle, and then he's just got to do the do -si do back to the mound every time. He's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm a professional. Uh, I, uh, what else? What else do I want to talk about, guys? Uh, hoo, hoo, hoo. I like to travel. Uh, I like to travel with my girlfriend, which is fun. Are you? When you guys travel, are you guys like more like hotel or like Airbnb? Who's our hotel people here? Yeah, we got one. Okay, one or two. Airbnb. Where we at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, little voyeurs in the people's houses. You fucking weirdos. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like hotels with my girlfriend because I. Uh, I think that we can all agree that hotel sex is the best sex there is. Can can I get an amen on that one? That's right. There's something special about going to like a new city and being somewhere with someone you like trust and love, but also like that sense of adventure, right? Like maybe you go out to like a really cool comedy show and there's this really hot comic with a mustache talking about how much he looks like a racist and you're like, whoa, baby, this is getting the gears turning, right? This is getting the juices flowing. What if we tried something new tonight? Let's go back to the hotel bar. Let's get crazy. Let's get kinky. Let's get cool, huh? Let's go back to the hotel bar and pretend like we're strangers, huh? Like we don't know each other. Ooh, cool, right? So you both saunter back to the hotel bar, order the same drink at the same time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ooh, right? Connection. Trying to make awkward conversation like you don't know each other. Like, so you come here for business often? Like, yeah, I'm just in town for a few days. <laughs> Trying to drop a pickup line like you've talked to a woman like that in the last 12 years. It's like, uh, so I got an extra room key if you want to come check out the mini bar. She's like, I'll show you a mini bar. <laughs> Sparks fly. You just go up. You just fucking ruin that thing, right? Flipping mattresses, doing handstands, trying out Kama Sutra shit. But, you know, neither of you are really that flexible. So it's just advanced missionary, you know, it's... <laughs> Ordering room service, getting food involved, regretting that, but you experimented, and that's what counts, right? Getting a little too into the role play, like, oh, you're so much better. This is my bitch girlfriend. She's like, what? I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> and when you're done, you fucking bust wherever you want, right? On the, on her, in her, in the Bible. It doesn't matter, you know. It's your world is your gross oyster, you know. It doesn't matter if it looks like you murdered a ghost in there. You slap a twenty on that counter. Get the fuck out of there. That is the maid's problem the next day, right? Doesn't matter. Some poor businessman stewing in your juices, baby. Hotel sex. That's where it's at. Airbnb sex. Not the same as hotel sex. Am I right? It feels like you broke into someone's house to fuck, right? <laughs> Cops are going to be here in five minutes. Good thing I only need two, right? Like, I'm turning down pictures of people's families like I'm Joe Pesci in Casino, right? Like, don't look at me. Can't ever call me daddy when it's clearly someone's child's room, right? It's so fucking awkward. Hate it. Uh, I do like to travel. In fact, I just flew back from Columbia, and boy, is my nose tired. 
Seriously, I have a problem. Don't clap. Uh, <laughs> trying to lay off the bug of sugar, so I'm doing what people do when they say they're going to stop smoking cigarettes, right? They say, I'm going to stop buying cigarettes, right? So I said, I'm going to stop buying cocaine, right? Good plan. Backfired a little bit. Suck a lot more dick for cocaine these days. It's, uh, whoops-a-daisy, right? Uh, at least my dealer's happy. Someone's getting ahead. Am I right? Okay, that's a dumb, that's a dumb joke. Uh, <laughs> my dad hates that one. Um, my dad hates that one because I did that one time at a at a show that my family all came to see me at, like aunts, uncles. And I thought it went well, uh, but my dad comes up to me all worked up after the show. He's like, Marty, how could you do that joke about the sucking dicks for cocaine? So, you know, your cousin's here, right? You know he's gay. Like dad, come on, who do you think I'm getting my cocaine from? All right, <laughs> you guys are a lot of fun. Thanks so much for hanging out. Good over Pam and we need to talk about Marty Gunny, everyone! Yay! F bomb comedy train. That was great, Marty. That was really funny. Um, yay! So usually there's a phone call set at nine o'clock, and it was going to be from this guy. Robert Bursey's coming. He's Willie Wong Johnson, but he's not calling, so we're going to move along. Oh, you're leaving. Oh, oh, thanks for coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was hoping they got high and that they would stay. I'm sorry. I'm really, really, really high. <laughs> so I can't, it's hard for me to, okay. Here we go. Oof, hosting. Uh, your next comedian, she's uh, hiding in the corner. I haven't seen her in so long, and it and I'm so glad that she's here to make us all laugh. Yay! Put your hands together for Journey Roberts. I've been hiding for like two years <laughs> away from here. You guys do comedy. You know how awful all of it is. How's everyone doing tonight? You guys having fun? Yeah, you guys liking how the country's doing? I don't mean Trump, I mean socialism. Co communism's back, we have a flu pandemic, it's a whole thing. Or like right back there. It is 2020. I don't know, I, I think a lot of people think socialists are like caring human beings. <laughs> I just want you to have money so I don't have to think about you. Like ever. So how about we rob some banks together and then you never talk to me? Like, is that, <laughs> like, I don't want to think about your needs, what you need. I don't care if anyone has cancer, if you're hungry, if you need shoes. That's how brainwashed we are, is you'll hear people say, like, I need a job. Like, you need money. You don't even need money. You need soup and Jay-Z singles. That's literally, <laughs> that's literally all you fucking need, but... That's cool. I have never been in a position to feel bad for my political enemies before in my life. But damn, Chris Matthews is making me so happy these fucking days. <laughs> it's fucking great. We're just watching the whole thing implode in front of my face. Like, just leftist podcasts and Chris Matthews are keeping me going. <coughs> Communists, anybody? No, it's just me. It's just, it's just me listening to Appalachian people bitch about capitalism <laughs> in my van at night. Uh, <laughs> it's just fucking me. 
That's fine. Uh, I'm not really metal, except that Rage is touring with Run the Jewels. I get metal in a fucking hurry. <laughs> I, get, I get real metal. Uh, anyway, so that's fun. I love how everyone's talking about him like he's the other Donald Trump, like he's a cult of personality, like the least charming person you can fucking think of. <laughs> like negative 50 charisma, like just, and the kids fucking love him, love him. So Chris Matthews in Central Park, any day now. <laughs> any fucking day. I just don't want to reassure people. Like I don't want to murder anyone, but I like them to think I might. Like, I don't, I feel no compulsion to reassure rich people. It's not going to be okay, guys. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> nothing's going to be okay. I'm starting with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like bees. So, rich people. But I, I also think rich people are our fault. Like, some people think poor people are rich people's fault. I think Charles Koch is our fault. Does anyone here want to get a beer with Charles Koch? No, so he has to have money. Like, he has to have money to pay people to treat him like a person, because you're fucking not going to. I'm saying we made these fucking people, so stop, stop, stop being nice to people. It's important. <laughs> like, it's profoundly important. That's the first thing I skip on a dating profile, is that I'm just an easygoing guy. I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> nope. This is not going to fucking work. Like, have you ever talked to someone you think you maybe for a minute you would like to hang out with them, and it's like, you're just thinking, can we go somewhere and be happy? And you can just see that look in their eye that says, do you have any qualifications <laughs> to be happy? Like, have you ever been happy before? Like, no, fuck you. I get it. I fucking get it. Uh, Misery is very important to me. It's so important. You have to be miserable or I don't trust you. It's fucking, how are you happy right now? Knock that shit off. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, it's fucking horrifying. <laughs> Make it stop. So I'm not on a dating app. I'm just on a fuck site. Like, it's just a straight fuck site. Like, you just list all your shit and then everyone matches up their bits. Like, that's... That's all it is. And I get messaged by dudes who are in their, you know, 50s, 60s, which I don't mind, but, like, I need a hostage photo. <laughs> like, I know you took that picture seven years and, like, 15 pounds ago. I need you to send me a TikTok with today's newspaper. Or I, I'm not messaged, like, I can't message you back. Like, Johnny Depp 50 and you 50 are very different 50s. Like, those are... There are guys who manage to like keep the spark in their eye, but there's not many. That's all I'm saying. But not too much spark. You know how guys always say like, "I like a girl who's smart, but not too smart." Like, I don't want, I don't want you to have too much hope. I have to beat out of you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the first person to actually get the disappointment into you. But again, I need you to be a little miserable. Like, it's fucking <laughs> important to me that people are unhappy. Silence is violence, guys. All right. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm woke. I'm extra woke. Um, I'm so woke that I actually have 
white guilt when I have good interactions with brown people because I'm terrified that these strangers are going to walk away and think there are some good white people and it's not true. <laughs> like, don't fucking believe the lies. Like, there's no, it's not possible. Come on, like, there's some nice rich people. I've met some very pleasant rich people, which is easy when you have money and you can buy other humans. <laughs> like that's when you can just literally control people because they need what you have, it's super duper easy to be nice to fucking everybody. Why wouldn't you? Like, I respect mean rich people more. I would respect rich Hollywood people more if they would flaunt their shit. But they all try and be polite about it. Like, if you really want to help the proletariat, piss them the fuck off. Put yachts on your yachts. <laughs> like, that's the only way you gotta make people unhappy. It's what I'm doing. Uh, make people unhappy. It's the best way. Like, I just think about all the horrible things that have to happen to you before you're a person. Like, it's important to sit in your bullshit and be unhappy. Like, the every great person you can think of, something horrible happened to them in childhood. They had polio. Their mom died when they were 12. Horrible things make great people. <laughs> make great fucking people. I'm not saying that you should hit your kids. I'm saying just leave them places and hope for the best. <laughs> like, just maybe give them a shot at humanity. People think there's not enough good experiences to go around, and that's just not true. There's not enough misery to make everyone a human being. Like, some of you bitches are just going to be extra. Like, there's just not enough to go around. You got to fight for your fucking unhappiness. It's important if you don't want to die stupid, which most of you will. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing about, like, you know, we should just be nice and, like, he'll figure it out later. Like, no, someone's going to have to smack that guy. Someone is going to have to smack that guy. I'm, I may be the only person in this city who's both woke and pro-bullying. At the same time, there was this guy on NPR. He was super broken up because when he was 15, some kids threw him in a lake. Still, still broken up. So he went back to his high school reunion to tell those people he makes more money than they do, which I think is why that little bitch got his ass thrown in a fucking lake. <laughs> like some people need to be bullied. It's important. I'm also um, pro-body shame. I'm totally for it. Like, I don't even like it when white people wear beige. <laughs> you should not. Why are you in those pants? Why are you making me think right now? We have talked about this. I don't want to think about you or what your actual skin color is or is that person wearing fucking pants? <sighs> Jeans are so easy. Why are you doing this to me? Why? So. That's my hatred. Um, I had a boyfriend once, twice. I've had lots of boyfriends. You know what? When they say that breaking up is hard to do, I thought they meant it was like emotionally difficult. I didn't realize you could tell someone what you genuinely think about them and they could still be there <laughs> in the morning. Like that should never ever happen. You should be able to just fling the truth out at someone and they should disappear and you should never see them again. You don't have that thing in your back pocket? I don't know. I think people get confused that girls like assholes. Girls like assholes because they're disposable. <laughs> there will be no sappy 
you know, radio in the sky thing. No guilt. He's just gone the minute she's bored. <sighs> it's the way to go. Um, I'm too young to be this bitter, but fuck it. Fuck it. That's my light. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Dirty Roberts, she's back! Yay, yay! It's always a pleasure to see you. Hey, uh, we have we have one last comedian on the show tonight, and uh, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, thanks for sticking around. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Sam Carroll! Yay! It's your time. It's your time. Boo! I've been hiding. Hello, here I am. Did you ride a one wheel here? That's pretty cool. You ever take it off any sweet jumps? City potholes? You ever eat shit in it? That happens, and you still get and you get on it right after? It would take me one crash before I put that thing in the dumpster. All the time. I ride a bike, that's my job. I ride a bike for eight hours a day, and I continuously crash on it. That's a good point. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. What am I doing with my life? <sighs> I'm sorry. I was uh, I was hiding back there a while because I was really high. Uh, I was just drawing on myself. Um, and my veins feel like needle rivers right now. I think the ink was seeping in. Seep is my favorite word in the English dictionary. <laughs> Seep. Osmosis. <laughs> Osmosis. Osmosis. Wizard of Osmosis. Um, I think I, I think I look like it right now. I think I, right in this moment, I think I look like a a polo player on Percocets because he fell off his horse and his doctor gave him a lot of Percocets, but he just kept taking them after he stopped feeling the pain. So now he's addicted to them. He's not even in any pain, but he's a better polo player on the Percocets, <laughs> and that's my life right now. And that's that's what I'm doing right now. Doing my polo on my Percocets. No, I think I look like, here's what I really look like also. I think I look like Aaron Carter if he never sang his hit song, I Want Candy. And instead he just did Percocets. No, I, don't th I think I look more like Owen Wilson's third brother who never got into acting and just did Percocets. I love that Percocets joke. I love Percocets. I don't love heroin, though. I don't love heroin. I have a friend who's addicted to heroin. He smokes it. He's a hipster about it. He won't inject it because it's too mainstream. Yeah. Oh, it's such a stupid joke. And I can't wait till I think of something funnier so I can replace it. But right now we're filling up five minutes, and it's okay. I'm okay with where I am, and it's fine. It's important to love yourself, always. Make some noise for self-love. Awesome. That's great. That's a cool noise for self-love. <laughs> I'm glad you're comfortable enough to do that. You ha you have a lot of self-love. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, they're uh they you know they're going to legalize mushrooms pretty soon. Doesn't that fucking suck? Oh, it's so shitty. I hate it. No, it's g it's really terrible because every time they make something legal, they f it fucking gets more expensive. 
every goddamn time. Like, think about what happened with weed and abortions. Remember when those were cheaper? Remember that? Oh. Come on. Those were the days. You know, the three of you, you go down to Mexico. Two of you would come back with a pound of weed that you traded for some stem cells. Oh. Yes. But it was fine, you know? You knew they were using pesticides, but you didn't care. As long as they were organic pesticides, non-GMO, gluten-free pesticides. And as long as you weren't putting them on the weed, either. If you uh, no one, All right, that joke is called abortion pesticide. <laughs> That's what that is, and that was the point. Oh, fuck. What else do I want to talk about? I don't know. I'm real. I'm really, really high. This, this, this is w w the weed that I'm on right now. Didn't make it to the shelves because it was too strong. Yeah, and Pam gives it to me, and it's a hallucinogenic. Really, is what it is. The last hallucinogen I took was a uh, Iowa caucus. Fucked my shit up. <laughs> it's a powerful drug, man. You need a shaman to deliver that. You can't just take that in your basement with a lamp on the ground. In the shadows. Okay, I'm done. I'm <laughs> thank you. Hell no. Suicide is illegal and I'm on probation. <laughs> thank you for that set update. This is why we do a show, a bumping mic show because that shit is easier than this shit. And I appreciate it when you talk and say things. Because I forget things a lot on stage. So, and I love you all, each one of you individually, except you. <laughs> um, all right, I think that's it. I, th I think we're fine. Yeah, we, we gotta go. We gotta get this, sh we gotta get oh this show right. moving. Uh, well, it was nice, to, yeah. The, you, yeah, you were funny there for a minute. The finish. <laughs> What? <laughs> you How long was that? Can you finish? You, like that was like four minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like I said, um, we're doing. We're trying to get five minutes in. And okay. We only did four. It's fine. <laughs> Self love. It's okay. It's right. I'm yay, Sam Carroll! Yay! <laughs> well, ending ending strong, ending strong. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks everybody for being here at the comedy clubhouse tonight, and that was super fun. And I am, I am also, I am also very, very, very high. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's well, it's the it. There's, there's enough THC in that I'm stuff we were eating to medicate a small Native American village. It's the other stuff. Well, thank you guys all for being here and giving your and being funny and stuff. And the audience people, thank you, real audience people, for coming. We appreciate that. And next week is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, so come on out for that. Shows Mon Sunday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. I hope we didn't hurt anybody's feelings.
Okay, enough of that purple rain stuff. Uh, these guys, these guys, they're here. How do I do this? I don't know how things work. We're here. We're queer. Here, you're, that's, oh, I got to work on the board tomorrow. Everything is all messed up. Oh, it's going to be so scary. I What's messed so up about it? What's well, wrong? Well, no, like, so all these things are out. Like, there's all these weird... There's all these weird bugs in the system. The submixer needs to be like resoldered, and I have to rerun all the XLR cables from the S lines in here. Make sure everything works, because there used to be four oh, microphones in here and four out Mercedes there. Mercedes Benz makes such a nice car called the SLR. It's almost show. It's almost go time. I know. Remember really that scary. Mercedes the we week, saw, Billy? The tidal wave is coming at you. It was a white feel? Mercedes with red rims. Two separate conversations. If anybody wants to come in tomorrow at two o'clock, why are German cars better than all the other cars? Germans. Well, they didn't invent cars. Americans invented yeah, cars. Yeah, but they're really efficient. How did they get so much better at it efficient. in such a short well, time? I mean, it's, so it's, a, it's a kind of a dark sorted. Talk. It's a dark sorted thing. You just you had the opportunity to talk in front of people. I know, right? Like, he clammed like, up. And then he clammed up, and then all of a sudden, you guys are ruining. Like, I, I know, <laughs> Sam. I need. To, we do have to address the what? elephant in the room. You bombed the fucking second half of your set. Why did you do that? You were. You yeah, were, you were crushing it, and then you was like, "Oh, I guess I'm done." Oh, this is a high school thing. No, it was fun. You crushed the first yeah, three, four really jokes did. in a row. You had them. This a high school thing. Like it was like you were doing a talent show, and you're like, "Is there time? Do we have time?" I'm viciously high right now. I know. Yeah. We're I all no in there with you. Of time. Jawfield. Well, no concept. I mean, hey, first half crushed. I'm glad to be on the radio right now, it, though. That's crushed it. Yeah, didn't he, he did. crush he it? He crushed it. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. yeah the joke about like going to Mexico. Great. You were riffing. It. You were riffing oh, in the beginning, yeah. too, and it was so comfortable. You were so confident and comfortable. It was fabulous. It was, it was really great. Yeah, it was really, really good. You even worked in, you know, your stupid leg drawings. It was great. Yeah, it was really you good. You drew attention to the sillier aspects of your I also really was drawing the arm monster the whole time before my set when that lady was up. I didn't hear a word of her set. Well, you were trying and to... And I was drawing arm monster. Well, that's probably a good thing because you stayed positive. She really took the wind out of my sails. She, she, she was a really hilarious comic, but it was so dark. I was like, oh, I, yeah. I like a happy thought. People are stupid. It's true. I know. It's great. I mean, she crushed. Everyone on the... Uh, everyone on that whole show. Really good. Yeah. Marty Cunny. He did great. Marty Cunny, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he crushed. Billy, Billy just found my weeds so quickly. You just found my weed so quickly, bro. You and you made a note of that. You made a mental note of that. Bill just pulled out a sack of a sack of weed from my bag. I am making this extremely clear. I will I was be like, Billy, go get my bag, and he just comes back with my weed. <laughs> that was too fast. Mom and Dad, if you're listening, uh, it's it's uh it's hard to uh, you know it didn't take this much THC, but I'm 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 a professional at it. I just, I just don't know if I have. By the time. definition so of professional, you all, you've been, you've you been. Get paid? When did you start smoking oh, yeah, weed? When did? When was your when first one? When did I one? start? Um, the, f the first time I smoked weed was, I think I was seventeen. I was coming back. I was coming back from. I'd been visiting UC San Diego with my friend Katie, and we were deciding if we were going to go to college there. And on the way back, we were all brave because we'd been at parties as college boys, <laughs> and we saw these guys smoking weed in their car. And I had smoked that weekend, and I was like, "That stuff's fun." And we like made these guys pull over at a rest stop, and we fucking smoked weed with them. And how did you make them pull into a rest? How stop? old were you? Seventeen. Pamela, how did you stop the car? We like how did you stop? Them. We motion. How did you motion them? We like. We, what did you do? We were like, we want to smoke your weed, and we like talked. You yelled it from car to car, kind like, of, let us yeah. smoke your weed. Yeah. And that and that worked for you. 
Well, you know what that would do for a guy? You get him shot. You get him shot in the face. <laughs> you lean into well, someone's Well, sometimes you do get shot time. in the face, Nathan. It was a different <laughs> <Sometimes> time. <laughs> it was a different exactly. time. Exactly. It was a different time. Do you have a first you. smoking weed story? No, but I'm saying 17 in California. That's like you're wizened at that point. Like, cause well, people I'm wizened because that was like 1991. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying like no, no, even okay, just no, a 17-year-old no, smoking weed in California seems like it's still kind of late. Yeah, no, absolutely. I didn't drink. I was a good kid. I was a really good kid. Okay. Like, I was, like, super too good. Like, bad. Like, ugh. Goody two-shoes. Well, what's, you know. Nathan, what's your weed story? Uh, uh, I didn't smoke until I was 22, 23. Oh, my God. What was the first time? It was, uh, I was rooming with a dude, and he's had weed. But it was, like, California. I'd never done it. Because growing up in the South, it was kind of... Obviously, you had never done it up to this point. You're, yeah. you're, you're telling a story about your first time yeah, smoking yeah. weed. thanks, buddy. You thanks can leave that out next sure time. Sherping me up the mountain of this story, yeah. No, uh, because, like, where I grew up, if you were doing... If you smoked weed, That's you were also criticism. doing meth. You were doing meth. <laughs> it was a really redneck area, like, my high school. So I finally got it, smoked it. It was great. It was a better, yeah, that's a really lame story. What, yeah. Nothing happened, nothing crazy happened. I started buying vinyl and stuff, you know. <laughs> did you start smoking it right after your first time smoking it? Or were you like did you wait a little bit? You dip you your toe in. You, oh you, huh. you look around, you're like, Oh wow, other people are I definitely here? can relate to the tip toe. Yeah, it changes your perspective a little bit. You start seeing the world from other people's points of views easier. People told me that they liked me better stoned. And then I was like, I think I'm going to start smoking pot every day. And then you just kept it. You're just like, boom. It kind of became like a big part of my identity. Like a jacket. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then I was the person that. Whoa, I, that's I, a loaded word. Jacket. What? Well, like I a mean, jacket. I, I, I would I would like definitely a, wear like it a, as an a, identity jacket. Is that what you yeah. meant by that? Yeah. That's a, that's just a sick phrase. Thanks. I just liked that phrase. Thanks. Thanks, man. I just always became the person. Uh, my first weed recipe was published in 1993. Hey. So, like, that was the first. And it was terrible. It was, like, so bad. It was in this newspaper. And it was, and it was, I was so rudimentary. You had a weed recipe? Well, you, just, well you understand that because, yeah, Pam, was, you're um, like an alchemist. You're I, like an alchemist. I you understand was, yeah, that, right? I, went, I studied yeah, alchemistry. Yeah, the Koala was the comedy newspaper in, at UC San Diego. And they published. Those things are my riddled with recipe. chlamydia, right? Koalas? Koalas I are all riddled so. with chlamydia, yes, right? I, b I believe so. A college newspaper printed a weed <laughs> re recipe? Yeah, well, it was it was called the Koala. It was a comedy newspaper. I wrote for him for a couple of years in college. It's so was it a satirical recipe or was it an no, actual it was, recipe? No, it was a real recipe, but it was a terrible one. I mean, it worked, but it involved the microwave and margarine, not even real butter, which I Wait. would never, it did all kinds of things I would never do. And it used like Mecky Schwag, which is gross. The whole point What is Mecky Schwag? That's what you get from That's what you get from Mexico, the Berkey stuff that's terrible that you used to pay money for, it, but it's like gross. You, you can only cook with it. That's all you can do with it. It's Mecky Schwag. No, just no, bad. Well, like, did you? Have, that was your word for bad weed. What yeah, was your Becky word for Schwag. bad weed, Sam? Huh? Reggie. Reggie meant. Ah. Uh, it could have been swag at some point in my life. You call it swag? Because that sounds swag. like a good could've thing been to been me. Swag sounds like a good word. Like a swag, swag. Like it's on the it's rap. It's not swag. Like, rap. like it's swag. S C. But it sounds like you're saying swag. Billy, oh, Billy said. S -C -H. Billy representing the S F C just goes bammer. Bam. He said yeah, they call him bammer. a bammer. Don't give me no bammer weed. No. We don't smoke See, I was shit. so basic because I just said all I seen Snickle Fritz. Snickle. You did not use the word no. Snickle Fritz the whole time. Snickle That's too Fritz. many syllables. Snickle Fritz. Because of fucking. You remember uh, that Seth Rogen movie with James Franco, Pineapple Express? Hmm. 
James yeah. Franco goes to the door. He's like, this nerd's coming up. And he's like, he's getting the snickle fritz. And he greases down to like the bad weed drawer. And I just thought, we thought there was something. He's going to get the snickle fritz. But it was oh, Mississippi. That's, that's just what all of the weed was. That's it was just wicked, terrible. That's a funny word. Snickle fritz. It does sound kind of German when I say it. I get that. <laughs> White racism. Dude, no I, gotta, I, got one, I got a What's up, Rachel Panson? Hey. I've started calling her Pence, and she hates it. I do. What's up, Pence? I know. I know. It's so good. Doesn't he call his uh, his wife mother? No way. I, I think I read that. He's like, yeah, he calls her mother. Like in like that weird personification. He calls us what? Oh, weird like. Thing. I don't know if that's just like. Referring to her the same way as his kids would refer to her. Right. Like to you're going to have to talk to. psychological trick on them. You know, it's talking to mother and, you know. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, bye. Yeah. Brief encounter. Yeah, I have an, I have an, I have finally understand the Oedipal complex. <laughs> Everybody just. Loves edibles. No, I can't. I can't ever work that joke and out. Fucking their sons. <laughs> fucking I don't think sons. you understand. Pam There's made. There's a joke there. I haven't really. Getting really high. Pam and made a. Your son. Uh, it looks like. Is this a? I can't believe it's not butter carton. No, this no, is a sour I cream a can. It's a Trader Joe's cream. sour cream can. Uh, but inside Easy, of it don't is try something. Snitch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell no, you in advance. Don't try a, snitch. It's something that was made, and it looks like an alien. Yeah, it does. It looks like an alien shit. I know. Absolutely. It's just jelly stuff with nerds. And you're just... Sam broke two forks. One fork into two pieces. That doesn't mean I broke two forks. And then he was trying to make like... Revise fork, your statement. Plastic Sir. fork chopsticks. It's so funny because I was hanging out with little junior high boys today in the studio and they sounded much like your... Oh, God. Pam, <laughs> Pam, I don't know if you can tell the story in the air. What oh, it's a different... A different not okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, no, I, I have no idea. I teach I teach kids in here during the day, and so and actually one time the kids came in here and they were like, I said, yeah, do you have any questions or whatever? And they're like, why does it always smell funny in here? And I said, well, that might be uh, marijuana that you're smelling, and this is a place where adults rent space and time for me, and they're adults and it's legal, and if they so choose to do that, that's a thing they can do. And I said, like, I'm not going to tell them not to do that. They rent the space, you know, whatever. And they were like, oh, okay. And like, that was it. And they never said anything again. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, I just told them the truth and they were fine. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It was weird. So they know. I mean, I guess I try to hide, like, tr I try not to have joints out or so whatever. I hide the bong when they're coming around, you know? <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> anyway. You'd be a cool teacher. Are you I supposed to, to always tell to the truth to kids? No. You're supposed to lie um, sometimes. Right? I think, uh, Santa I mean, Claus, the Illuminati, you know, small stuff. I know, and what is truth? I, uh, you can't just tell well, your, that was you. that a good example. <laughs> you can't just tell you. You can't just lay Tower 9 on a five-year-old. No, you, you can't. can't. <laughs> no, he'd be crushed, Nathan. Yeah. He'd be absolutely crushed into crushed. smithereens. Well, he'd be blown into a million, billion bits. But if, if oh, I like was, physically. Physically <laughs> smothered. But if I had to death. explain if I had to explain 9-11 to a five-year-old, I would say that there were some really crazy political things happening that none of us can possibly understand and that we can go back to even, even Vietnam. Finally, things are getting uncovered, and they're like, look, they lied, and things were terrible, and all these people died. And everyone's like, not too long ago. Who cares? Fuck. So, like, 
this will all we'll find out in 20 years like yes it was absolutely this inside job and that it was the whole the guy with the insurance thing and it was all a hologram all of it all of it's going to come out in like 20 years and they'll be like yeah of course they have the technology they've got fucking alien technology from 50 area 51 or whatever and so it's like of course they can do holographic planes they've got fucking spaceships and shit already that they don't tell us about you think they don't lie to us every second of every day like you sound like uh, you sound like a character in like a hunger games movie trying to explain the people that are making their people dystopian? fight to death no it's a dystopian future that's happening don't know no. what's going on it's some political no, stuff no but no, people don't have any problem walking in front of the people with tents things are very yeah. desperate right now and the world's falling apart and we're all like you know what i'm just gonna keep staring at my phone are you gonna like make your kid watch Infowars? i don't know what that is it's like uh you know Infowars? yeah with alex jones yeah alex jones man what what about Pam makes you think that she would watch Infowars? i don't know what I don't that know. i feel like i feel like pam would enjoy a good reptilian Conspiracy oh, theory. the Anunnaki stuff? Totally down. Yeah? yeah. Oh, I don't oh know God. anything lizard about people. it. I don't lizard know anything people, about lizard it. Lizard people, yay! So what is the thought process be- behind the lizard people? Um, It's something like they're they're from a planet. They're called the Anunnaki, and they're from this crazy planet. Uh, Anunnaki? Anunnaki. Like a sushi thing? <laughs> it's, it does it's sound sushi. It doesn't sound like a thing you'd get with, like, you know, soy sauce <laughs> yeah. and, like, you know, a little bit of wasabi. You so mix it up. A, it's a space. I got some Anunnaki sauce, dog. And they infiltrated all of the... Um, How? Here, because they had sex, sex with humans. I guess, like, Beyonce is a lizard person. And they, they, like, show Do they videos. have the ability to change the it's way shape, that they look? Yes, shapeshifters. Yeah. They're shapeshifters? Oh, like Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm so hot. Sasquatch is a shapeshifter, too, right? That's so convenient. <laughs> I love that. That's a real convenient... Oh, yeah, they can just not... As well. Do the, do <laughs> the, the Loch Ness Monster, the Loch Ness Monster is just a leftover right. crocodile. Uh, do the lizard people ship, ever shape shift oh, did back you crack into it? lizards? <laughs> you cracked it? Wait, no, hold on. Pam cracked the Loch Ness Monster case. What was that, Pam? No, we're all still I heard that you cracked it. What was it? Lizard people. We're still... I'm sorry. That was a breaking news. Peter Eat moment. moment. You Maybe know? I'm a lizard person. And I don't want you to be up in my, my you business. Might be. <gasps> you might be. You might be reptilian. Nathan, think you, I'm a did, you, did, <laughs> you did three tags on Anunnaki. You had three tags for it. For Anunnaki. Three tags. <laughs> yeah. It's sushi. We're going we're gonna to stay on lizard people. Okay. I okay. listened to three tags for Anunnaki. Okay, okay. Yeah, lizard I people. I just have a question. What do you for know for about them? Uh, for, for AKA Pam. I have a question for Pam about whether the lizard people ever shift back into lizards. For like secret meetings or whatever, or just to like take because a shit. If, how, if there, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have that clearance. I don't. I don't you know. know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know the, the answer to that question. If they never I think that Nate's a thousand-year-old snapping turtle. What? <laughs> if they never so. shifted back into lizards, are they actually lizard people, or are they just the descendants of lizard people Probably that are the in human form and they don't yeah. even know they're lizards? Are there Maybe. clues? Or do are there I'll clues I'll to find a lizard person? What are the clu- like? What do you look for when you're looking for a lizard? Uh. They're hi- I'm I've only seen crazy videos where it's like their eyes change and they disappear and they, and they oh jump. like it's Mystique all like, like Mystique from X Men her eyes changed right because she was a shapeshifter too right and her eyes when she took over that senator so you remember when she took from? over that senator Billy in X Men Mystique and her eyes changed colors which, Mystique's which a reptilian yeah. Mystique's a reptilian Mystique yeah, Mystique uh, from X Men I don't oh, yeah. see I don't. She even looked kind of. She looked lizardy. I just don't even. Yeah. No, I've I, I, 
haven't gone too deep in the X-Men movie. Nine minutes. Billy. You have nine minutes. We have nine minutes. Yeah. Nine Billy, minutes I have an important question for Billy, actually. Yeah, give me one. Do you have you ever, Do you actually eat bugs, dude? Uh, fucking no. I just know I would if I had to. Yeah, I enjoy yeah, the hell out of that bit. And then I just, but then I had to think about it and I really looked at you and I was like, maybe. Well, my thing is too, I've watched like uh, Man vs. Wild and like I see Bear Grylls do that. Yeah. And like, dude, honestly, if you give me a TV show, I'll eat the fucking bugs. People are doing it now. Crickets is like a thing. People eat crickets. Th- people have been eating bugs in other parts of the world forever. Hundred yeah. oh, percent. And it's a mindset. Like, but I'm saying now it's getting into like, where oh, I live, and I don't yeah. like it. Hundred percent. That's how I feel about dogs and cats. To be honest, oh, well, too. That's how I felt about Anunnaki. Nobody agrees with me on that one. That's how I know I'm different. Well, I would never, ever, ever, ever be able to eat a cat. And ever. I really? fucking would really? do it right no. now, honestly. Hold on, one second. If it was prepared, Billy, Billy. I know that's crazy and heel, shit. Heel, heel, heel. Yeah. <laughs> Pam just said she would, under no circumstances, eat a cat. Never. And I'm willing to call bullshit. I will never eat a cat. You and the cat in a Schrodinger's box. Forever. But You're then, never going to go then, for it. No, but then I eat the cat and then what I'm the cat sad died because first? I ate my cat. What if I the know. cat died first? No. Unless it's rotting wow. in the box. I believe it. And the only way, the only reason I'd do it is if if it was a box that I knew I could get out of in time, and they'd cat had already died, and I had to eat the cat because otherwise it would start to rot, and that would be terrible, and that right. would be worse. Oh. For the san for the sa- like so the sanitation the of, of the box. Trying to yeah, I would just knowing how much time it. you have left. Right, and so I'd have to do that, and that would be awful, and I would cry the whole time, and it would be. Terrible. I'm sorry that you, I put you, you in. I'm sorry I put you in that me. hypothetical situation. That's I'm sorry. okay. I love cats. I apo- I know I love cats too. I'm, a, I'm a, from a cat family. I'm pro cat. I'm you I'm also pro cat and dog. Don't let that crazy shit that I just said like turn you off. Like I would it's love okay. and. Would you eat a dog? Nathan, what's yeah, a, what, but like Nathan, a, Nathan, what's a what's a Schrodinger's box? Wait. Oh, what's what's no. Schrodinger's box? <laughs> no, Schrodinger's. Cat. It's when you put the cat in the box, no, and if you leave it in there with no food and it dies, but you don't open the box, the cat is both alive and dead until you look in the box. So what do you mean when you and you a Pam a cat and, sh- and he was a making Pam. a joke? I was it's making a joke about there in this box joke. that you can't open because if you look, you're gonna realize that you're a murderer. Yeah, so Schrodinger's cats are a thing. It's a really, really smart joke, Sam. Is yeah, it because it, it they're in you know, space? Mar- it's because they're it's in been, space? It, well, it's been mostly um, used lately on Rick and Morty. Rick well, and Morty but it was it was an old philosophical thing, like a je- like a juncture, because like, they said it, if you don't look to see whether or not the cat's dead, it both exists and doesn't exist, but looking at it reveals that you are, in fact, in the wrong. So it's like a weird... Does it under does it make sense now? No. It oh. Still I, yeah. Well, so they reference it on Rick and Morty recently, and they put the cats in space, and they're like, Oh, because they, they were both there and cats. not there. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So it's a ceiling of intelligence, and I'm just slightly. I always got it. I always got it conflated with the uh, the one with the do- the salivating dog. Who was that? Pavlov. Pavlov's dog and Schrodinger's cat. I always get them. <laughs> oh I always get them messed up. I'm like Pavlov's cat. But pa- Pavlov's dog is the be- It's the best way to train. That's how Repetition. I felt with my. That's how I felt with my cell phone. Like I'd feel the phantom. I'd feel the phantom yeah, vibrate huh? and I'd salivate like a dog. Like oh wow. my god, someone likes me. I got a thing. Yeah. yeah and that was the. Yeah. I shut all my notifications oh, yeah. off. I don't. 
That's why I don't have a. That's why I have a dumb phone. Yeah. It was so Jeez funny because during the open mic, one like of the guys, thing, huh? what during the open mic, one of the guys was like, I I detoxified from my tablet from all of my stuff and I didn't use a phone and, and I'm like whatever dude like I don't I've never g- gone to the place where I have to get detoxified so right I just don't <laughs> do it like oh I don't I don't <laughs> think I think everyone's crazy that has a computer in their pocket I don't understand it I don't understand no you're right it has it's porn it has porn. You need yeah. you need that much access to porn. We you don't need what? that much. Can't you masturbate Pan. with your imagination? Pan, that, that's but now that concept. just feels like that feels like you know it, indulgent. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it like it's your like your. Well, uh, we were the first generation. Like you, deep on this. Like you're like you're running late for work and you have to eat your meal over the sink. Yeah, but I like still I'm done. But that you but that you need you need what? visual but that you need visual input from this is an a weird pivot source, from the <laughs> but that you need you need visual input from an external source to uh, like fantasize is interesting to me because i'm like mm. if, obviously if you're fantasizing it's in your own head so why would you need careful <laughs> jesus well we were the we were the first generation with handheld porn literally so like <laughs> swear to god think about it yeah. like the, you it's, think it's gonna be interesting gonna to be see what we do with this world. You think there's gonna be more ambidextrous people because of it? hundred yeah, percent. Because I, you're gonna have to switch back. Well, yeah. We didn't have it when we were like seven. Some kids have it when they're no. seven. Yeah. Oh what my seven year old is watching porn? Are you Dude. kidding me? Dude, I remember googling naked boobs. I remember being like twelve. I had one of the full crank modems where it's like like dial up, and I remember like asking my parents, like, are you sh- you know exactly how long your walk's gonna be? Because it was just like there was such a buffer <laughs> process, it just took forever. <laughs> it was like just the media player, and for like an eight second clip of just nonsense, just like half a nipple. Dude, I never looked at porn before I got my own shit to do it on. I was not fucking around. That was the scariest thing. Oh, you think ever. I was using the family computer? Are you insane? That's no, what they I thought. Put one yeah. in my room. No. Put one in my room. No, me and all my friends did it all on the family computer one time we all went out to my family's computer and we all googled the shit crazy shit and we were you so googled just crazy it. shit no we googled like naked boobs oh <laughs> duh <laughs> like shit like that fantastic good for you kid really kid you're real you're real sherlock holmes man you cracked that case wide open nathan was looking at like japanese gangbang age nine i'm a man of taste i'm a <laughs> No, age nine. Jesus, Sam. You, That's a weird punt. You, we have three minutes left. Make yeah. it, make it sparkle, boys. Make it sparkle. <laughs> All this scintillating. Speaking of sparkle. Nuggets of wisdom. Speaking of sparkle, you had a fantastic. Un- Sam, you had a whole good high set tonight. What? Yeah. I was. I thought. I it was like. Both I was apps. off the rails. Oh, off the rails is fun though. Okay, I I was I've you should no start direction. you should start taping joints under the under the I'm seats going like to wide open. Definitely Oprah. tape joints under the seats for different shows. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. You're like wide open if the musical guests were like the Indigo Girls. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love the Indigo Girls. I just like the sweater a lot, and it looks like an Indigo Girls sweater to me. Oh, do you remember the Indigo? Do you remember the Indigo Girls? Did you ever listen to them? I, I know them. the Indigo Girls. I dig are, the Indigo yes. Girls. It's classic rock, you know. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say. No, that's um, that's chick music. No, but that's I, the, the set crushed. Music. I was yeah. very, very. Oh, it did not crush. Thank you for saying that. Though. That's mm. very sweet. I like. I. Ah, I'm the T Rex. I truly believe in that. 
I truly believe that the T Rex was a dragon. I That's truly dope. believe that T Rex flew. And that did you we write put that? The bones did back did you write the dinosaur joke yesterday? No, I wrote that like three years ago. Here's oh. the thing. Here's the thing, guys. I've been doing this for eight years. You don't know me. <laughs> you haven't heard any of my material. I've been doing this. I I've like been writing for eight years. Because I was just like, I wrote a dinosaur joke yesterday. That's <laughs> crazy. Same time. That's wild. And you're like, no, I'll beat you to it. Three years. <laughs> I even made the Costco puzzle into the real the the dragon. You can actually put the puzzle pieces back together and make the T Rex the dragon. I know I'm the smartest person alive. It's uh-huh, it's uh-huh. astounding sometimes. I have a good conspiracy theory for you after this, okay. but I think we should take the opportunity of this last minute and a half to plug the upcoming Mutiny Radio week. Oh. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that's, it's going to be insane. So it starts on Sunday at 10 a.m. and it ends on Saturday at 11 p.m. Uh, and there's 12 hours of comedy programming every day and what? all different podcasts and shows and stuff it's gonna be crazy there's a lot of like empty spaces still too so i'm gonna be here and it's just gonna kind of be like it's gonna be I'm crazy gonna be, well i'm gonna tell all the comedians that are in town like all right here's the times they haven't been they haven't been taken i'm oh yeah be here. i'm just gonna go and workshop all of this the one-liner tags that i wrote and never gave any attention to and we'll just go list it down. Just tell everybody. Just your little the, the lame half jokes that you have written in your phone, and you just say them out and figure it out. Oh, that's fun. I thought you wanted people to come to this thing, Nate. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about behind closed doors. This is just me talking to myself. Uh, yeah. I want you to set up 12 oh, mirrors, and I want to do this. I just have to get it off my chest. Okay, so what <laughs> it is? So what we need to what we need what we'll end on, and what we need to make for Nathan is a, a reverse disco ball. What we need is that we can just put him inside the reverse disco ball, and he could just stare at himself and all the different facets. God, that would drive me <laughs> insane. I would yeah. panic you would love immediately. That. You would, you would I would love panic that. immediately. Immediately exactly. in that situation. And then we'll shake the disco ball. I would we'll, not like that we'll one bit. This is actually <laughs> now a stress dream that I will have later. Oh, yes. Thank you very, very much. Mini this has been a blast. I'm going to go panic at home. <laughs> okay, thanks. So this was the end of Comedy Clubhouse. Woo! Uh, thanks for listening and everybody. Uh, next week will be a special festival stuff. It's going to be crazy. Woo! Okay, bye. Oh, that's not playing. That's not playing either. Let me do something. Oh my god, I'm so unprofessional. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future?
Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie.
What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius.